Welcome back to a handbook for a handbook for mortals. Uh, I am one of your co-hosts and Solstice's human, James DeBrooker. <laughs> oh, am I supposed to introduce myself now? I'm Megan. Uh, sure, why not? <laughs> and this week we are going to uh, chapter two of a handbook for a handbook for mortals. Uh, for those of you who haven't been following along, in chapter zero, she left home at the age of 18. In chapter one, she blew the boys away. She was more than they seen. Um, and that's all the Tom Petty I'm quoting for now. I was about to say. Well, I mean, I'm tired of screwing up, tired of going down, tired of myself, tired of this town. All right, now I'm done. Um, so <laughs> why don't we delve a little bit deeper into the first couple of events of, or first couple of chapters of Lanny Serum's A Handbook for Mortals. Um, chapter zero, she decides to leave Centerville, Tennessee to get a job in the big city of Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree with chap- that. Okay. Chapter one. She cheats and uses her metahuman abilities to perform an illusion and get a job at a magic show. And we're introduced to a whole bunch of people that may or may not have impact on the plot later on. Uh, I confess that it's kind of weird for me because I'm reading Salem's Lot right now. And that is really the first book that I can think of that introduces a whole bunch of people and gives them a neat little backstory explicitly to kill them off later on. <laughs> and so that's that's kind of what I'm thinking will happen in this book. Um, so do you remember any of the characters we were introduced to in, in, in Chapter 1? Cam, Zeb, Tad, yeah, you're doing Mac, great. Yes. Charles. Very good. Who's Charles' girlfriend? Sofa? Sophia, yes. Sophia. <laughs> so Sophia. Fucking. Yeah, so so fucking um Yeah, I th- those are all the names that I can remember, which I think is uh Honestly quite impressive. Okay. Um so yeah, they're all part of the the magic show. Charles is the head person in charge. Um and in chapter 2, we get to some uh friction in the ranks. <laughs> That is a good way of putting it. So, as a recap, do you remember what you predicted would happen uh, um, in chapter two? Oh, uh, contract law. Yes. Which, while we don't get into contract law specifically, there is a delightful amount of discussion of federal workplace safety regulations. <laughs> um, there is, in fact. Uh, did you bring your Prometheus book again? to? Uh, oh, gosh. Um fuck i was not going to do that gimmick again um, oh but i on, liked hold it on. all right all right all right um alan moore says this about the hermit and prometheus sorry this is not that this is where she's fucking and learning powers from that um oh dear that's graphic oh is um, that what it is then maybe we shouldn't read it no 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 like oh, that's the, 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 the artist got it yeah 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 is this even the chat book two Boy, this... Okay. Uh, Here we go. Sorry, it's after the fucking. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, this may not actually work because they... Um, this one, uh, card two, is the high priestess, oh, not the, uh, the hermit. All right. Uh, so no hermit which, one for this time. There may be one somewhere yeah. deep in there, but... Well, no, I mean, if... Let me... Um, so yes, uh, we went from what was the uh, first uh, the, the fool, 
then the Magi Magus. Magician, yes. And now we are on to the Hermit, which is the ninth trump, uh, which explains why it took us so long to find it, which has all been edited out, and so no one needs to know that. Uh, it so hours, Alan, guys. Hours yeah, to find yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And if you're going to have the hook be all the chapters are named after the major arcana in the tarot, wouldn't you do them in order? You like, would think so. I, I am curious. Let me see really quick. All right. If there is an order while you're uh, telling us what they say. Okay. Um, yes, human culture now must wait. Needs time to properly just state. To grow there in the dark and warm from simple to more complex form. See him alone there in the dark who keeps alight hope's faltering spark. Card nine, the hermit floats complete in that first cave, that first retreat. Culture evolves, grows hands, new parts, and fertile dark for history starts. Society drifts, sucks its thumb, and dreams of what it might become. While in the gloom there all around, the rhythmic reassuring sound of history's heartbeat hear it ring, destiny's pulse blood quickening. Um, so yeah, this is, well, everyone should just read Promethea Volume 2. Uh, but yeah, it looks like it, it is, it seems like there are some thematic parallels to the chapter, uh, because she's sort of finding her place in the troop and asserting herself and growing and developing as a person. But I don't know, like, cause, cause the Hierophant is the fourth Trump and it's hype. No, Hierophant is, it's not the fourth. It's uh fool, magus, high priestess, empress, emperor. Hierophant. Oh, yeah, spoiler, none of these are apparently in order after one and two, unless she has some random order that we don't know, because basic order doesn't... Yeah. I mean, Wikipedia would list if there was multiple orders, you would think, but there does not appear to be, so, hey, we don't understand your reasons for ordering, and that's okay. You must have had one. Maybe you just pulled cards out of a deck? Uh, maybe she shuffled after chapter one. Um, so, any so anyway, um... Chapter one, we meet the meat for the beast. Chapter two opens with her being sleepy and waiting for Beth. And uh, <laughs> then there's this really obnoxious paragraph where Cam willfully doesn't know the names of boy bands. Um, now, did you know all those boy bands by true names? I, I mean, James. I probably couldn't fucking summon them, <laughs> so I wouldn't necessarily say true names, but... <laughs> okay, well, do you know the actual names? Because, you know, it does talk about how he purposely made them all wrong, but you were not a boy band guy, so I'm curious if you actually know. I dated I dated enough women who were into NSYNC bandom back in the day. Um, <laughs> one second of winter was the one that, that didn't get me, or that, that I didn't get. Um, I think it's something of summer. Maybe five seconds. Five seconds of summer. Yeah. Huh, Mackenzie, if you're listening to this, that is dedicated to you. All right. Um, and that just fucking bakes Zade's noodle. She's never met a titan of hilarity like Cam. Um, I mean, when you're that exhausted, which I'm sure she is, not that it really says why, because it's kind of just a, more of an anxiety kind of exhausted. But, like, if you had made this an exhausted from using magic, yep. totally would understand the humor. Yep. Um, so she and Cam flirt for a while. 
Yes. And then Mac shows up. Yes. Bum, bum, bum. Now, Mac is played as the heel in this chapter. (laughs) And I don't think the book does enough credit of acknowledging the fact that Mac's right. Uh, But we'll get to that when we get to that. Uh, So. Would you like how they're foils of each other, Cam and Mac? Oh, fuck that. (laughs) Did you not notice that? Or you Mac backwards? Jesus Christ. (laughs) Oh, man. Fucking. Oh, God. Cam and Mac. You. God. Jesus. Do you also like her fascination with, like, what is name shorts for? Like, what is cam short for? Cameron? What else would it be short for? Camshaft. Um, uh, Did you just make that up? Or is that like, if you ever have a child, well, I mean, what you're sh- going to name it? Uh, no. Um, actually, my ex-wife uh, was uh, Veronica, and she went by Ronnie. And one of the reasons why I wanted to have a kid and why we could never have a kid is because she's Ronnie. I'm James. And we'd have to name the kid Dio, oh, God. right? Ronnie James Dio. Okay. Now, now, granted, I have um, whatever the cousin equivalent of nephews named like Arlo or so or Taj or you know whatever. So there's there's a a a longstanding tradition of my generation of DeBrookers naming musician or naming children after musicians, and Dio DeBrooker is a perfectly valid name. Um, so anyone out there who's related to me and wants to have kids, <laughs> Dio DeBrooker, I give it freely. Um, but I, considering I didn't realize that Cam and Mac were backwards <laughs> for each other, about that. you know, I will give the author credit because Cause she only knows I was not, for names? well, no, I wasn't expecting her to go that deep. Um, <laughs> I'm so, sorry. How, how is this deep? It is deeper than I expected. I think you're misinterpreting the direction of my comment. No, but like, what do you mean by deep, I guess, is my question. As in, the two characters are named such that their relationship is reflected in their names, and that requires more effort than <laughs> I had previously seen in this. I but am anyway, curious if that's a happy coincidence or not. Uh, possibly. Um, so, Mac talks about Zade's trick. And Zade gets upset because, as we established in the very first episode of this podcast, tricks are something whores do for money or candy. Um, it's They're illusions, Michael. Um, <laughs> and then there's this, like, big, long explanation of how tall Zade is, which goes into, <laughs> like... This goes into more detail than fanfic based on a 50-foot woman kink, which is a thing that exists, I assure you. But, you know, I'm tall. Our fiction reading is so different. Uh, is f- f- five foot nine. My height was an advantage that I never took for granted. Now, I think my sister is five nine. I am not five nine. I'm the, as she put oh so nicely average age uh average age average height of five foot five okay um but i just don't you know what the author's probably five nine this is probably a description of her but when i read this the first time i was like that is that tall enough to be able to look any guy in the eye 
if the guy's five nine. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm five eleven. Five nine ain't uh, like I don't know. It's I it, well, Mac is lucky she's not in heels because in heels <laughs> she could even be as tall or taller than him. So she's actually shorter than he is. Yeah, I think and he's is still looking six him, feet. So, so like, she's shorter and looking him in the eye, which and apparently wears like four inch heels. Uh, all right. Um, <laughs> so Mac's big concern is that last chapter Zade jumped off a fucking catwalk into a stage without a harness or net or any sort of visible safety equipment because she's cheating and she's casting actual spells. Right. And Mac being in charge of everyone's safety is properly concerned about Zade chucking herself off a catwalk with no explanation of what's going on. Um, and I am, I'm team Mac on this. <laughs> I think that if you're in charge of safety in a stage show, you should in fact be concerned and upset if someone's gimmick is, no, I'm just going to jump off this catwalk. No, I, I do not disagree with you here. I think, uh, she is stupidly drawing more attention to herself by putting up this fight. Um, yep. She, you know, the easy way to solve this would have been let's talk with Charles. Not. Well, it's to... it's it's got a it's got a real middle middle school vibe. Yes. Going on because because as it dev- goes on, I almost said developed, but I caught myself. <laughs> uh, but as the as as the chapter continues, can't you just hear the people going ooh? Yep. Well, I mean, um, let's see. He calls her lady, like, no less than two or three times. Listen, yeah. lady. Um, calls her the Lone Ranger. Tells her that she's a, you know, princess. I mean, and both of them suck at this, by the way. Well, yeah, yeah. I, she says, I understand this is your job and all, but I don't think you're listening to me. And at this point, she's not said anything beyond I don't show anyone how right. it's done. Um and then this this continues, um, and then there's this like I, I, again weirdly sexualized description of Mac almost hitting her. Well, she wants to hit him first. Yep. Um, and she states that she doesn't because it would not be a smart idea to hit someone on the first day of the job it is very rarely smart to hit someone in general yep, to quote the McElroy brothers don't do a hit um, <laughs> um, I can list several exceptions for that but like yeah you... like punch Richard Spencer like uh, that's fine but but this is not this is not one of them when a guy is telling you you know things like from a legal standpoint he needs to know um yeah so there's one sentence that I want to draw particular attention to because as listeners may know, I am an anime fan of many, many years. And I can remember when I had to watch Sailor Moon in the shitty original dub before your Dragon Balls Z and all that other shit. And fuck a Naruto. What the hell is a Naruto anyway? Um, How do you really feel? Please keep going. So anyway, now that I'm done, you know, strapping my onion to my belt and yelling at a cloud and everything like that. <laughs> there is a there is a spot of dialogue that brought back Proustian delights. Memories of me as a small child watching shit-ass dubs where Carl Masek would just write 
to fill space and what was saying didn't match the lip movements which okay fine but was either rushed or drawn out or filled with weird phillips just to fill time so mac laughed he laughed loudly quote ha Good luck finding a technical director who will treat you like the princess you clearly think you are. If I found you locked in a tower, I promise I'd leave you there. <laughs> Which absolutely sounds like something translated from another <laughs> language and written explicitly because it took the same amount of time as whatever character was on screen moving their lips. Yeah. Um... So, thank you for bringing back memories of Robotech. <laughs> um, then Riley shows up. Did Riley show up in the last chapter? Or yep, is Riley showed the... up in the last chapter. Okay. Um, Riley is the that... youngest, newest guy outside of uh, our main character. And my favorite boyfriend of Buffy. Come fight me. <laughs> uh, so, then Mac asked him to find CS. Oh, Charles Spellman. Yes. Okay, not C.S. Lewis. No, I mean, I think they go back and forth on that enough, but never really actually say, like, they call Charles C.S. Especially considering that there is a section where they talk about how everybody gets a nickname because, you know, everybody gets a nickname. It's not even mentioned there, like, and we call Charles C.S. Oh, okay. It's not. Well, like, hey, it's... spoilers! What are you talking about? This is, like, when she's talking to Kim, asking him, if Cam oh. short for Cameron. Oh, okay. Um, retroactive spoilers. There you go. You know, like I have to. Uh, there's there's some fairly significant mental upkeep going on here, so I don't wind <laughs> up like Sam Neil in in the mouth of madness. Um, so Riley goes off to find Charles Spellman, and then there is a um, there's a girl who's Not staring. Named, yeah, but has gorgeous turquoise nails. And red hair. I assume that she shows up later? I have no idea, honestly. Okay. So, like, this could just be, like, this, you know, weirdly arty sort of slow pan across this, you know, moment of an individual there are with perfectly tan skin. 200 or so people involved in the show, according to this chapter. And yeah. I can go into my... Uh, annoyances on how female characters are treated in this book, but we are still very early on. But trust me, yeah, that there gotta... is a a very big speech coming in a later chapter about my thoughts on how she does female characters. Okay, will that that before be before or after my extended rant about chaos magic? Probably before, because okay. chaos magic is going to come fairly late. All right, so Zade's pissed because Mac called her out in public i mean mac is right in this argument at the yeah. uh, we both agree on that how it's handled yeah. by both sides is poorly i mean yeah but at the same time she shows up what like three hours ago yes so I, yeah nah, but anyway like, there's a i would be i would be the mac in this Okay. And, and I would be annoyed um, that someone's coming in telling me that my job's not necessary for this, that they're better than my job. And I would probably actually pitch a fit. Well, no, that's not true. It, I would have at one point in life. Nowadays, not in public. 
I mean, I'd be the back in this because I'm a goddamn grown-up, and if my job is to make sure no one gets hurt, I would be appropriately peeved at this whole thing. Yes. Anyway, so um, Game of Thrones reference, which I don't watch. I Joffrey isn't the go-to. I would like. No, I like. I, I had to Google him afterwards because I have not watched the oh. show or read the book, so I just was like, "And which character is this?" Okay, I know that face. Moving on. Yeah. Um. And then eventually Charles appears. Good old CS spell. She does at least admit uh, before that that like she knows she's overreacting. Yeah. And this okay. And, and, and you're right, yeah. She she is she is she is appropriately self chastising. Um and then like again, this is a weirdly intimate dressing down that Charles gives Zayn. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so, like, he's holding her chin and starts talking to Mac, which is super creepy and possessive. Yeah, I mean, and, she says, he reached out and held and his hand out and pulled up my chin. I hate when people do that. My mother does that to me, too. Like, that's just weird. And, yeah, and Mac properly points out OSHA requirements, which, hooray, federal workplace <laughs> safety, woo! Um, and says, look, you gotta, you know, if if, if she's going to be doing this, I, we got to know how it's done. Um, then my favorite character, Zeb, shows up. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 time out. Um, another thing that made me laugh was uh, to focus solely on Charles, Mac, and me. And that made me think of Mac and me, and that made me think of Paul Rudd, <laughs> introducing himself on Conan O'Brien. And so that, that also made me smile. Good old Mac and I'm glad you um, found amusement in this. Yes. Uh, so Zeb's on team Mac. Uh, Which sounds like is not a very often thing. Right. Oh, it's explicitly not. You know how seldom I agree with Mac, the anti-cam. <laughs> um, and Charles mollifies everyone by saying that Zade will tell Charles exclusively the secret of her illusion which uh, finally I mustered the words wait no 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 sorry 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 it, it starts creepier um, even so I wanted to melt into the floor finally I mustered the words sure I'll tell you anything you want to know <laughs> but only you my words were soft but I looked directly at Charles when I said the only you part now I'm not sure if I, I'm not sure if you guys have seen an awfully big adventure. Um, if you haven't, just tune out for the next thirty seconds and then tune back in because I'm about to spoil the shit out of an awfully big adventure. It's a great, it's a great, great, great movie that is hideously depressing. That I and haven't it is, seen either. Uh, well, uh, all right, plug your ears and I'll <laughs> look. The scorpion's gonna sting the goddamn frog, all right? Like movie? it's. Uh, it's super old. Okay, then go ahead and spoil. Okay, so... Define super An awfully old. big... More than 10 years? I think so. More than 20 years? I don't think so. All right, I'll, I'll allow anyway, it. Anyway. I'll allow it. So, An Awfully Big Adventure, it stars um, Hugh Grant, I think, and Alan Rickman, and I forget the, the, the female lead, but it's about this young girl who gets cast, or who, who takes part in a production of Peter Pan or something like that, and um, because Hugh Grant 
Hugh Grant's character is super duper gay and rejecting her advances, she kind of falls in love with Alan Rickman and they sleep together a whole lot. And then it turns out that Alan Rickman is actually her dad. And then Alan Rickman falls into a river and dies. And so, yeah, yeah. If you want to see like a really creepy power dynamic play out in a very sexualized manner (laughs) and it's really well written and well directed, Go go watch an awfully big adventure. Um, it's great, and that's what this Georgina reminded Cates. me of. Pardon me, Georgina Cates. Georgina Cates, yes, yes, sure. And um, the movie's but yeah, like two years old. You're good. Okay, yeah, thank you. Um, but yeah, it's 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 there's a lot of, and I know that I'm a perv, like I'm super duper pervy, and so a lot of this is what I bring to the table. Okay. but there's a lot of. Maybe don't say it in a way that like sounds like you're super proud of it for people that don't know you and like. Given the I'm not state a... of the, at least our country right now, like, give a little no, no, bit no, of no, background no. on that. Oh, no, I mean, whatever. Like, you know, I, nobody needs to yuck anybody's num- yum here. I'm just saying that, like, I, 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 like, I have read more BDSM porn than God. I would say the typical American citizen. I, what? Like, I didn't some, mean some... like that. I just... <laughs> Look, I had a crush on this girl in college. You gave me the fucking Anne Rice Sleeping Beauty trilogy. What was I supposed to do? Not read it? My point being... There's so much spanking. There's not um, a, a ton of uh, proudness with being a perv that is necessarily good right now. Well, that's not my problem. And, you know, whatever. Um, I was born this way. Point being that while I am certain I am probably reading more sexual tension into this than what the author intended, I do not think that I'm making everything up. Like, there is a lot of weird energy in a lot of these interactions. We're talking about between Charles and Zade? Between Charles and Zade, between Zade and Mac, like, it's... it's It would almost be will they, will they, won't they, if there was more intent that I could read behind it. So are you changing your love triangle thoughts to Mac and Charles now? I mean, I'm still thinking Zeb will come from behind, but oh God. like, no. Okay. Put it this way. She has had, no, that just was a really bad joke. Well, yes. Well, now he's being perverted. But anyway, she has had romantic interactions with Cam, who's too pretty. And Charles, who's, older okay and, and that's mac, really from the it. standpoint of like opposites attract right mac from the standpoint of oh well you know boys just tease you because they like you what's the quote on the back of the book again um i'm not a girl who needs a knight in shining armor i snarled at him mac gritted his teeth and looked like he might hit me but i knew that wasn't a oh god <laughs> yeah wow fuck is it cam and mac <laughs> I am not telling you who it is, but your face is oh, wonderful there. God. <laughs> Fuck, of all the months to quit drinking, too. Jesus Christ. Um, so, yeah, that's the, the whole almost... Okay, that's really telling where the poll quote is talking about <laughs> under what circumstances guys do or do not hit women like so like maybe spoiler alert this just became a bdsm book that i tricked you into reading i mean possibly who can say like maybe that's what the handbook is like when it's okay to spank people (laughs) and you know it's all about risk aware consensual kink that would be really i mean oh god that would be surprising 
Um, <laughs> and this is how I tricked James into reading a book that he actually might like. Oh, yeah, fucking. <laughs> I'll take that bet. Um, so then she cuts. So after having this weirdly romantic, oh, only you moment, <laughs> Charles says, um, see, children, we can all play in the sandbox at the same time. And everyone goes back to work. And then immediately she cuts Sophia's big <laughs> number, which, again, like, not cooling off the romantic tension. Not if at all. After, have, after having this heart-to-pants moment, he immediately cuts out Sophia's big main illusion. Illusion. Um, Illusions, Michael. He does play it off as, like... Uh, it's an old illusion that just needs to, like, it's just no longer good for the show. They're going to give her something big, something new. And so, speaking of, you know, things that are tragically timely, the chapter ends with the person in charge of the show cornering Zaid in his office and saying, well, my dear, tell me everything. (laughs) Which, super fucking creepy and gross. And... So, like, there's an... is this you say that you think the next chapter is going to be the start of her and Charles' relationship? Like, maybe it would follow. That would be creepy and gross because there's a whole lot of really bad power dynamic that makes me incredibly uncomfortable with that direction. But I saw your raised <laughs> eyebrows. There is no contradiction in my statements. I'm just saying that this is not this is not two people playing around with boss worker kink. This is someone who literally has the power to fire Zade at any point in time, getting her by herself and asking her to tell him quote unquote everything. And that's always going to be super inappropriate and bad. And you shouldn't do that. Don't date your boss. Is that what you're saying? Don't date. Yeah. Yeah. Don't date your boss. Don't shit where you eat. Um, <laughs> oh, 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 wait. Spoiler alert for the next chapter. I just read the first line. It took about a week for human resources. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe there's like a time jump and she files a complaint. <laughs> that is that is my pick for for next chapter. Is, we find is out that Zane... Charles is a creepy man and maybe not in yeah, the love triangle. Yeah, exactly. And, and then there's, time. yeah, yeah. And I'm not even gonna joke about that because that's not funny in the fucking slightest. But <laughs> so yeah, I hope that Zade goes to Human Resources and goes, I was not comfortable with this interaction, <laughs> and like there are consequences. So that's that's what I'm hoping for for chapter three, the Hierophant. Um, Let's see. I'm looking to see if I feel like you missed over anything. Um, we discussed nicknames. So when you ask someone, hopefully I wasn't interrupting something important, do you expect a response? The big question of this chapter. <laughs> I'm not a colossal asshole, <laughs> so I rarely find myself in situations where I am saying, hopefully I'm not interrupting something important. Um, that's right. Cause Mac, Mac says that. Yes. And, and her response is, is just, just kindness. kindness. 
Which she kind of no-sells it. Like, that's not a really biting response. No, but if... Just kindness, I respond. I don't think he expected my answer to be truthful. And he looked taken back. He probably expected me to say, oh, no worries, nothing important. He made no comment, but backed off a little. So, like, according to the author, this was a biting comment. So maybe we're just mean? We have we have wits. Well, we. Um, what do you mean we? Uh, wits. I have a. We. No, no, no. I was I was just (laughs) talking to myself out loud. What do you the whole the whole Lone Ranger Tonto were surrounded by Indians joke. Um, but anyway, I have a particularly dark sense of humor, and I do not want to put words in other people's mouths. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't. I I don't think her response lands. But there's because of. Because the book is written in first person, there's a lot of assuming received intelligence. You, 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 because we have no point of view beyond Zade's. Yes, she says no, just kindness, and it is Zade says, and then I fucking blew his mind, <laughs> and you just have to go, wow, it's, Max's mind was blown. It's the second point in the book. Where I started being like, oh, honey, you are a Mary Sue character. I mean, she could just be delusional. Like, maybe she has no idea how humans actually interact because she spent her entire life living in Centerville, Tennessee and just, you know. Sure, you can play the character that way. Um, I think the writing is a bit more Mary Sue, you know, by this point. I, I trust your judgment on this, like, in, entirely. I'm not I'm not dying on that particular level. I'm just, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to give the book as much credit as I can. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, yes, yes. So let's see. So if someone responded just kindness, you would not run crying away, basically, is what you're saying. I, no, I would be actually more I could confused see, than anything else. I could else. see how you would respond exactly. You would be like, okay, and then just keep going. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. Beat. Okay. Keep going. Yep. Whew. So we survived another chapter. Um, we did. What are some good. What are some good things that people can do that aren't read this book? Ooh, let's see. Well, we are just before Halloween. So Woo! you could go dressed as Zade for Halloween. Get a blonde wig and dye it some colors. And please stop, <laughs> stop making obscene gestures. I, uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> vicious uh, lies and calumny. You could go find... Uh, a better character in a book to dress up as. Uh, I will be dressing up tomorrow as Liv Moore from I Zombie, so I'm excited. We- oh, oh, never mind. Tomorrow is Friday. No, sorry, I meant tomorrow is in like Halloween, the day after this oh, episode comes oh, out. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Woo, we've traveled through time. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. What else? Go read scary books. Books with good magic that actually has substantial consequences um watch a european horror movie and i don't necessarily mean european as euphemism for pornographic but go check out something from france or italy or spain so not Um, shawn of the dead no well that is it's a british i mean continental (laughs) european horror movie um, I say that because I've been on a big Italian horror kick. 
um, more so than usual. Can I vote for Black Sheep even though it's Australian? Yeah, it's, you know, it's Commonwealth. Like, they... they, uh, I'm just giving you shit, don't worry. All right. um, But yeah, watch watch Zombie 2 by Lucio Fulci. It's also known as Zombie, and there's this whole reason because it was released to cash in on Dawn of the Dead, which was released as Zombie in Italy, but... Zombie 2, a.k.a. Zombie, has nothing to do with Dawn of the (laughs) Dead. Uh, Or if you want to go for hard mode, see if you can find a copy of Tombs of the Blind Dead. It's a Spanish Templar zombie movie. Interesting. And find it on DVD. The reason I say find it on DVD is because you can, in fact, watch it on fast forward with the subtitles on and the movie is slower than molasses in January, (laughs) but it has hand to God, one of the most terrifying climaxes I have ever seen. And it is absolutely worth some effort. So that, so that's my recommendation, a continental European not necessarily pornographic horror movie. I mean, let's be honest. Everybody's going to be watching Stranger Things this weekend. Yeah, well, not th- this weekend, but 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 Megan, it's already been out for oh, several you. days. Right. <laughs> it's the day before Halloween. Uh, let's be honest. We people are still going to be watching it. It's hint. Be... We've bloody time travel. Fuck you, all right. Maybe <laughs> maybe there are robots knocking about, and Davina McCall's the new pope. Oh. Maybe you can download Rice. And I'm out. <laughs> um, speaking of, did you know that they are making a Haunting for Hill House TV show for Netflix? No. I learned this a couple days ago uh, when I was doing uh, Judging Book Covers. It's coming out huh. in 2018. It's going to be a 10-episode series. Uh, the guy who did Hush. Mike Flanagan! Yes. Yay! He's uh, doing it. So I, I have some hope that it'll actually be pretty good. Mike Flanagan, get that sweet, sweet Netflix money. Um, <laughs> Where can people find you when you are not reading this book, James? Oh, um, hiding from my responsibilities. And and by doing so, you also... Have a podcast, <laughs> Over the Tabletop. We talk about two-player board games. Sometimes uh, Solstice attacks my co-host, Aaron. It's really cute. Uh, find us at Over the Tabletop. Uh, we've started doing big person podcast things like getting promotional co- copies and having interviews and getting the rules right on our first playthrough. So it's a whole new world. <laughs> uh, don't you dare close your eyes. Over the Tabletop podcast, um, Facebook, Libsyn, Sketcher, Stitcher? Stitcher, <laughs> sure. Fucking iTunes? Cod pasting, sure. Yes, all that. <laughs> Whatever the kid. Fucking, I don't know. I use Dogcatcher on Android. Find me on there. Where can they find you? <laughs> I host two other podcasts Judging Book Covers podcast and Fable Ulysses Retaliants podcast, both of which are primarily book based. Uh, when this comes out, we will have just read The Haunting of Hill House. Uh, Fable Ulysses is still on a break as we prepare for season three. Uh, you can find those anywhere you find podcast uh as for this podcast you can find us on social media at handbook podcast we're on facebook and twitter and i don't feel a need for instagram yet but if you want to make an argument you are more than welcome to do so um we'll be reading chapter three next week i still don't think we have a guest i know we are going to start having guests but we don't have that many lined up and they are quite sporadic so 
<laughs> why it's almost as if when we lead with hey we're reading a book that neither of us like and we're doing a chapter by chapter deep dive people are busier doing things like nailing their generative <laughs> organs to a two by four and they just can't be arsed to 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 guest host on podcast but you know uh I walk alone on this boulevard of broken dreams. I think I am walking quite closely side by side with you, but well, there we you go. occasionally do walk fast. So uh, Indeed, as you well know. But anyway, um, until next time, I remain, for my sins, James DeBrooker. Find me on podcasty things. And I'm Megan Griffin. See you next week. Peace. Bye. Jerk face. <laughs>